The Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast is a service of Flash's O-Fun Photography. Book online and save $50 at flashesofun.com. And a reminder, all opinions expressed on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast are those of the hosts and should not be construed as an endorsement by sponsors or employers of the hosts. on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. San Jose, Bruce, I walk into the, it's like a ghost town. Like San Francisco, there's nobody under, uh, no traffic in San Francisco. You now, cracked me up when you said your hotel was like, tell The Shining, it? it's The Shining. <laughs> I was looking for red rum and a little kid in a tricycle at the end of the, of the road. I uh, trust it was not quite as traumatic going to Philadelphia. No. At least not for you. For the Eagles, it was pretty traumatic being in Philadelphia. <sighs> I have to get a couple things off. A little better? I'll, yeah. No, first yeah. of all, this morning couldn't have been gone worse. Oh, no. So my 200-year-old dog had a little bit of IBS issues. Oh, boy. I so, got that with the So, of course, German I open the door yeah. to where he stays. On He stays in a little mudroom on the way out to the garage at night. And... Uh, I step in something, then I start smelling something. So, clean that up. Okay. Good husband, boy. Yeah. Not to yeah. leave that for the missus. No, I. Yeah. Anyway, I. <laughs> so I get the coffee. I'm, I'm getting ready to walk out the garage. Lights what kind of coffee did you get, Mister? Uh, Hunter's Blend. Thank you. Hemisphere Hers, coffee. Because I was mad that at, I wasn't mad at her, but I, it's her dog. <laughs> so. so. <laughs> Okay. So I took her hunter's blade. I'll show her. There you go. Then I tripped on something on the steps and go fall down the steps oh. in my garage. Oh. Coffee spills all over the weight room, which oh, ticks me off more than anything. Of course. Hollow so, ground in the weight room. Yes. So going out to, to throw, take the rug out that it, it spilled on, there was something outside the garage. I tripped over that. I didn't fall. So I'm really like, all right. Get it together. A lesser man would have gone down. All right, so I go back in, and I'm getting ready to come here, make another cup of coffee for the the, the drive out here, yeah. which is getting very annoying, by Arduous. the way. Arduous. <laughs> so uh, as I'm driving, I say, oh, all right, the coffee's probably simmered down by now. Uh, the lid's not all the way on, so the cup of coffee goes down onto the shirt and burns the skin. Oh. So that's that's my morning. Now, I have, I just, before we get into football here and yeah. whatever else we got going on mm -hmm. i got a funny i got catholic humor for you okay so saturday this won't be anything like gordon gee's catholic no, humor will it, it i go don't get us canceled no i go to uh confession out of town mm -hmm. for obvious reasons because <laughs> still a work in progress oh so, yes yes i am aren't I we do. all so uh it's in philadelphia and I don't know if you saw my Twitter, but it was at this beautiful church. Oh, I didn't I, see. I didn't see that. No, yeah, I was kind of so, off social this week. Uh, four fifteen, it's supposed to start. So I'm in the confessional at four fifteen, ready to go, and no priest. Now there's, I have a few pet peeves in life, mm -hmm. right? If I'm late, I always tell somebody. Yes, late. you do. You text your text this morning it's was a, yeah apologetic. And, yep, and um, I expect to start at four fifteen. Wasn't there. Mm. Uh, and okay, you know, he's busy. I don't know what a priest is doing. He might be giving somebody last rites. He might be visiting somebody. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So he comes in and, you know, I do the whole thing. And 
all of a sudden, they're in the middle of confession and me confessing, and all of a sudden, phone goes off. His phone. Ooh. And, it, you know, and he's, he's, he's like, he's trying to shut his phone off, the ringer off, you know, Ooh. and uh, he can't. I think he's an older priest, by the way, because I went to mass afterward and he was older. Yeah. So I don't know if he could find a button or what. I don't know what was going on. And is this wrong? I mean, I'm I'm like already, you know, I don't want to be upset because he's late and that's an issue of mine and I don't want to be judgmental. Yeah. I said, hey, father, seriously, are we even trying here? What are we doing? <laughs> Did he apologize? <laughs> He kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, Father, this is the first time in your illustrious priest career yeah. that you owe me three Hail Marys and our Father. <laughs> <laughs> so That's he, funny. He did giggle a I little bit. I hope he had a good laugh at he, that. I, I hope he did, too, yes. because, you know, but, <laughs> I, you know, I'm in my football analyst mode, right? Yeah. And so uh, one thing that I try to do and I'm getting better at this, but I can't, if somebody has a job and just say football, yeah. right? Um, I expect them to do their job. Do your job. You're Bill, Bill Belichick at that. And, yeah, do your and, job. And I'm very, you know, that's all I want. I Nothing above and beyond, because if you do your job to the best of your ability, it's, it's plenty. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a screw up in TV and I screw up myself and but if there's a screw up in TV, I'll get on to talk back and say I'll hit him with a hey, we even trying down there, what are we doing? Are we watching the same game. That's so, funny. So and I was in football mode because yeah. I had a production meeting and of course. and you know, some of those go good, some of those don't go so good, but whatever. And so I'm just thinking like that and I, I it just came out of my mouth about hey father, we are we, are we, we even we, trying are we even yeah. trying or what are we doing? Get untired, Father. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what you should have said. I should have said, get untired. Father, you a little tired here? Yeah, what do we got? On. Well, get untired. Right. I got a confession That's to right. make. So all my Catholic friends out there, I'm sure, and you even appreciated the, the humor. I so appreciate I, you I, turning I, the tables on him. Yes, yes. I do. <laughs> I, I do. That's funny. Say, hey, 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 hey. No. That's a man of authority my, there. My <laughs> past, all three of my pastors would take that in the humor I, I hope so. They would. I they hope would. so. I, I, that's I funny. Felt, I felt bad. but I, that, Trust that, me, he's telling all his, oh, his priest buddies, buddies about that. Yeah, at, at bingo night, he's telling <laughs> all the priests. At the fish fry at bingo night. That's right. Of course he is. You made his day. Uh, I, I, no hope so. it. Hey, I hope uh, so. Hey, this is a self-serving thing, but I got to remember because your wife's dog has IBS. My wife's dog has IBS. Somebody reached out to me here on the podcast about some miracle food for uh-huh. a dog that takes care of or at least mitigates IBS. And I don't know which email account they sent it to or if it was a tweet. We'll or find what. it. But somebody, whoever you are, they heard it on the podcast. That's okay. Whoever you are, if you could email that yeah. to me again, because yeah, my wife please. is asking me every day, what's that food? What's right. that food? And I'm like, hun, I can't find that email. So please yeah. email that to me. Okay. Again. All right. So we got all our own self-serving interests out of the way. Well, I, I just seven wanted, minutes I like in. Sh- I like to share the yeah. my road stories. Those, with are, you, those are funny. Those yeah, are some, absolutely funny. How was the hotel? Were there real people in the Philadelphia uh, hotel? Lo- how was the COVID precautions? A, a, a little bit more, but the, still everything was was closed. And, yeah. and you know what I've mastered though. And I'll share it uh, with people one day is the uh, very cheap in-hotel workout that is very good. Okay. I actually 
jogged, and I use that term lightly because I kind of shuffle fast because of my hip. Your hips, yeah. I uh, I, I I did a, a 10K in my hotel room. In your hotel room? Yes, in the room. And then I've also mastered oh. uh, luggage lifts. And fortunately for me, I planned ahead. I have TRX bands. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. I then I have this uh, resistance bands that I take, and I've I've got a great hotel workout for any anybody out there <clears throat> that's travels. Uh, I'll share it with you one day. Actually, with this camera, I'll even do a maybe I'll bring a demonstration. Well, demonstration. Just to, it'd be pretty cool. I, yeah, I don't would. know. Just I mean, because all the weight rooms, like all the fitness centers, are shut down. Sure. Yeah. Right now, at least where I've been, so. cooties everywhere. Yeah, and uh, heading to Cleveland this weekend. So well, that's you got exciting. Dwayne Haskins and the Washington Buckeyes. Washington against, uh, Buckeyes. That's a good. Just throw that out on yeah. the air. Just might, say, why can't we that. call them the Washington Buckeyes? They got Dwayne Haskins and I Chase might, Young, I might Terry McLaurin. Uh, well, we're in Ohio. I might throw that one out yeah, on why there. Not? Yeah. So there you go. There we go. Uh, we have not gotten to talk to you since the uh, Bengals and Browns game on Thursday yeah. night. What did you think of that? I, I really think the Browns, Bruce, can be pretty good. Now, Bengals' defense is horrific. I mean, it's I, I don't see that team getting four wins. Now, I can say that about a lot of teams. The hat I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Vikings hat. I, don't, I was going to applaud your allegiance to an 0-2 uh, squad. Yes. I don't even. I don't even know. I haven't watched them. I just they're whatever it is. It's not working. Well, you saw Cousins' numbers yesterday. They uh, were not three, good. Three picks I saw. That's yeah. about all. One hundred and seventy-five yards, not passing. Total offense. Yeah. So Ooh. you know, there's, there's, they got to fix some things, and and you know, uh, they're, I think they'll turn it around. Mm -hmm. I, I just because they have personnel, I just don't think the Bengals have the personnel on the defensive side of the ball right now to turn things around. I thought Joe played really well. Uh, certainly, Troy thought Joe played well. He did, and you know, their offense is good enough to win. Uh, the defense is not. They're out of the Browns. I think that offensive line played really well. I think Baker, I he, I loved everything about his demeanor on Thursday night. I loved everything about his composure. Uh, didn't let the highs get too lie, high or the lows get too low. Mm -hmm. There were a couple throws that he made that that's why that guy was first-round pick mm -hmm. overall. And there was one he made, that pick. Yeah, and, and I, <laughs> I get it. And, and so, but so, you know, there were two that Carson Wentz, or four that Carson Wentz missed Yesterday, so you're going to miss, but there's certain throws. I just don't want him to be afraid to throw it, which he's not, which I love. And I, I got to tell you, I, I actually said this on the broadcast because Kevin Kugler, my my partner, was just teasing a little bit about where we're going to be mm -hmm. next week. And I actually made a comment about Nick Chubb because the more I watch Nick Chubb, the more I love the guy. Yeah. I mean, he might be the most underappreciated running back in the NFL. Because they don't are, give it to him enough. Well, if they gave it to him enough, he wouldn't be underappreciated because well, he had bigger numbers. Here, well, it, I'm not I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned. Be, I like the fact that they limit it, limit his carries. I mean, there's going to be games where he they're going to have to give it to him 25 times. Yeah. But when he's not getting it, Kareem Hunt is really good. Is really good, yeah, and is. so offensively. I think if if the Browns can get it together now, I don't want to get false hope up if you're a Browns fan because the fact that they played the Bengals, it's, which are struggling, quite frankly, on defense. And so I'm going to see. I mean, because they'll face a good team or a good defensive team in the Washington football team, especially a front four that's made up of all number one uh, first-round draft choices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, But, yeah, optimism. 
for the Browns. There you go. Uh, I want to check Nick Chubb career carries. Uh, I mean, not career carries, but like game-by-game career. I want to see if they've ever given it to him 30 times because I bet they have. You're not going to find a running back in the NFL that has 30 carries in a game. I'll bet Zeke Elliott's had 30 carries in a game. Mm. I'll bet Adrian Peterson's had 30 carries okay, in a game. Okay, so we have two outliers. I'll bet Marshawn Lynch had 30 carries in a game. He's not playing anymore. Well, there's a reason. He's not playing anymore. But because there's tread I on the I bet he had years and years and years of 30-carry uh, games. I don't, I don't think he's he, pretty productive for a long time. You the know my theory on running backs. Yeah, that's not the way it goes. What do you running want to do? Backs, run them into the ground? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Running backs are recyclable. Not themselves, but from one running back to the next running back. Yeah. First round running back, five years. Look at that. Thanks for the memories. 22 carries Bye-bye. versus the Bengals. 22 carries that's, versus that's, I mean, that's a good number. Anywhere between 15 and 25 is a good number for him. Then Kareem needs about 10, but Kareem is... Here we go. This is what I'm looking for. Nick Chubb career game logs. So we can right. go back all three years of his career. Oh, that's his Georgia game log. Great. Well, he shared time there with uh, Sony Michelle. Well, good. And that way he doesn't have a lot of tread on him. I think he had an ACL in college, so he sat uh, out some. Um, That's it, Bruce. We'll find it. But at any rate, um, I don't think they give it to him. (laughs) I'm not saying give it to him 40 times. I'm just saying give it to him. I don't think 27, 28 is too many. I think it is. It's just difference of philosophy. I I get what you're saying, but... uh, Look, Kareem Hunt is really good, and it's well. I'd like to. I don't you, necessarily I think, want Kareem to get. I think of the perfect, to me, the perfect average per right. game: twenty-five for Chubb, fifteen for Hunt. At least you ought to be running it forty okay. times a game. Here's my theory: watching that game Thursday, Baker Mayfield will. You will get the most out of Baker Mayfield, and he will be the most productive and the best Baker Mayfield he can be. When the Browns use him and view him as the Bengals used to view Andy Dalton. I do not believe Baker Mayfield yet and maybe ever is a Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, climb on my back, I lead it. I believe He's got so many pieces around him. Right. That if they job. just use him, if he would think of himself as a facilitator rather than the best player on the team on offense, the Browns would be better off in the long run. I think he's kind of going in that direction. Oh, he uh, needs to. I, well, I think he is. And, and look, Kevin Stefanski wants to run the ball. All teams do. And, you know, the Rams have been pretty good in their opening two opening games. Really good offensive line. Mm-hmm. They've run the ball 76 times. In two games. Now, they do it by committee. Yeah. The Rams have three running backs that they use. Uh, so, but that's, we, we know it's a quarterback-driven league. We know it's a pass-first league. We all get that. But it's funny how the teams just keep trying to get back to being physical and pound the football. And and football is, is very cyclical where it, things it just is. keep coming back and back. And the Rams are going two and three tight ends. And they're getting uh, numbers and advantages. Uh, they use their wide receivers in the run game. Nobody runs the ball with their wide receivers more than the Rams, and they have great play action off of. Sean McVay is a really good coach, man. Really good. He's smart. He's outstanding. It was uh, a joy to watch. And then Carson Wentz. We talk about quarterbacks struggling, whether it's Kirk Ooh. Cousins with Minnesota. Carson's struggling uh, a little bit. He missed some open throws. I'm not worried about the picks that he threw. 
uh, there's a couple uh, point, at least points on the bo- on the field, which you can't in the National Football League. Yeah. So, uh, the lovely uh, Mrs. Spielman has uh, weighed in via Facebook Messenger. She says that's not your coffee; that's her <laughs> coffee. Uh, can you, you can, ask her to clean up the <laughs> two? 200-year-old dogs. Yes. I thought you took care of And that. not set booby traps for me. <laughs> Here's the thing, all right? I, I I love Carrie. I love Carrie deeply and as much as a man can love a woman. You know, I really, I... I There's a butt coming. Here, there, there is, because my problem is my imagination runs wild. So I watch <laughs> ID Discovery all the time. Yeah. So there's like, you know, Married with Secrets, Deadly Women, I think she might be out. I think she's sabotaging the house. I really do. <laughs> with the partnership with <laughs> yeah, her dog. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, they're in cahoots. Well, uh, she set up booby traps and sabotages in the house. I'm not getting in the middle of the coffee wars. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, if you want the same coffee so, that Spielman's drink. Wait, wait a second. Before yes. you go, here's the thing. So when I spilled the first cup, not the second cup, when I spilled the first cup, I go back in and make another one, and she's up now because I said, hey, care, your dog just, you yeah. know, I tried to clean it up, but she said, hey, what kind of coffee did you make yourself there? <laughs> I said, Hunter's Blend. That's my coffee. I, I, wait a second. I, I'm not even, I mean, I found the hiding place, the stash. You did? Okay. So I just said, I'm going to show her for her, you know, I'm kind of like her dog. I'm trying to say, I'll get back at her. I'll drink her Hunter's Blend. There you go. She took the Hunter's Blend out of the coffee. Mm. Put Breakfast Blend in there, which is breakfast fine. Blend. Breakfast Blend is good, right. too. Many options at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Coffee. It does not come with a marriage counselor. Maybe it should. <laughs> they, I don't think they know what they started they here. They started this all over. Uh, the Spielman and Hooley listening audience, order yours. Find out what all the fuss is about. Coffee source from around the world, direct from growers. Indonesia, Thailand, and other foreign countries. It's the best coffee. And you get the best deal when you order with the promo code We Tackle Life in all caps. So do that, and you'll see what uh, the Spielmans. Yeah, and fight a couple about other couples in fun. Yes, fight about in fun. That is what uh, you'll find out. All right, yeah. uh, Buckeyes. They're playing October the twenty fourth, not the tenth, not the seventeenth. So they have no wiggle room on getting in an eight game season before the Big Ten title mm-hmm. game on December the nineteenth. Playoff bids go out. On December the 20th, the schedule opener, Nebraska in Ohio Stadium. Then they go to Penn State week two. Yeah, that's the game. Want to get right? that Penn State game done up front, or would you rather have it in the middle or toward the end? No, I, I, I think Ohio State understands how good they can be, and so let's go. Let's play. Let's start fast. I think, uh, you know, Nebraska's here at home, I believe, correct? And so it is. Uh, I look. I'm happy that Wyatt Davis is coming back. I believe Sean Wade is also coming back, correct? Working on getting Sean Wade eligible. They, you know, have to look at how his relationship with his agent um, was and do they have to get him out of that. I think the NCAA has got to be a little bit more lenient on those kinds of things. Well, this this year, yeah. And so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for the kids. Uh, I do think that the rapid testing is is the difference maker, and um, get them up and get them going. I, I I like the fact that they're testing every day. You know the the interesting thing. I don't know if the Big Ten's doing this or not, but the contact tracing. So the bracelets that the NFL players wear, it, it, they're really cool. So you're wearing these bracelets around, and if you stand and talk to somebody for too long or too close, there's like a little alarm 
Really? That goes off. So they're not around you 15 minutes. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and so I, I just think when we were talking with the PR guy with the Eagles and, and he had one on and he was having a conversation with us and his, and we were six feet away in mask yeah, yeah. and all that, but it just was showing us how it works. Then it starts beeping. So he steps back a little bit further, walks away, then comes back and talks to us. But it's, it's, wow. it's pretty interesting actually. And I can see why the NFL had zero tests in week two. And so these guys are really doing a good job. And it's, it's, I think, you know, financially they were able to do it. But they, the, the cooperation between the league and the players has been fabulous to be able to pull this off so far. Because out of all the sports, I think football, and I think you would agree with me, is by far the most difficult one to pull off. Yeah, I think football because there's um, no bubble you until can until basketball. I think basketball might be more difficult. In football, you can wear a shield. Basketball, you can't. Your body to body, you know, all that stuff. Football and basketball, I don't know. You can we could debate it. It's they're both difficult to well, keep going. I, I would just say because of the bubble though, and you're getting you know, the daily testing. So yeah. if a guy does get tested, and and you know, I've been I get tested uh, twice a week now, so. Now it's down to once a week. Is it the unpleasant up the nose test? Uh, if I want the rapid test, yeah, it is. Wow. It's How, 10 have you had that one? Yeah. How unpleasant so, is it? It makes my teeth hurt, my ears and jaw. Is it like once they get what Ten they seconds. need, it's over and you don't feel it anymore? Or does the, the uh, discomfort linger? You're, you're looking like you're very stressed about it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> if I weren't working or I didn't have to do it, yeah. I would not do it at all. Yeah. Uh, but... No, it's it's a little uncomfortable for about a half hour. My nose started. I had a little bleeding afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I, I that's the rules. I got to follow the rules. Yeah, I get it. And the the rule is that either I get tested at home, then I send my test over to Fox, or they provide testing on site. So uh, your wife is uh, extending what? a peace treaty here. She says she's now drinking the Nicaraguan blend. And it's yummy as well. So maybe you'll have some Hunter's Blend left when you get home. Now that you can see and not trip over your feet going down the stairs into your garage. Um, sabotage. Yeah. It's, I'm convinced. Uh, I, I can't be watching those shows. We are thankful that the Big Ten has football coming. Um, and I think all teams in the Big Ten should be thankful that the Nebraska Cornhuskers had the wherewithal to force the issue with a lawsuit featuring eight players. Uh, their reward for doing this yeah the nice schedule huh? is that uh you know they had a, a 10 game schedule so they had to drop a, a couple teams off the schedule uh their cross con co- cross division opponents uh were rutgers ohio state and penn state right uh the big 10 as a homage to nebraska <laughs> Sticking its nose into you, big Big Ten business, dropped Rutgers <laughs> off the schedule. So Nebraska will now have both Ohio State and Penn State in the first four weeks of the and season. I have bad Wisconsin with also. Wisconsin and Northwestern. Yes. So congratulations, Nebraska. Their athletic director, Bill Moose, attributed this to quote talented people in the Big Ten office. <laughs> and he said, at the end of the day, it had to be blessed by the commissioner. Yeah. So he's saying, essentially, they didn't like it that we made them tell us what went on behind the scenes. And so they stuck us with as tough a schedule so, as they I could. Mean, and I think he's right. I think there's no doubt that played I think there's it. no doubt. I think it's petty. It is. Uh, Kevin Kugler, 
my partner's a Nebraska graduate, lives oh, in Omaha. And we were just sitting there in our meeting Saturday, and he, he pulled, hey, Chris, did you see the schedule? I said, <laughs> no. And then he pulled it up, and he just started laughing. And I, it, I mean, how petty is that, though? It's very petty. Like, what are we doing here? Very or why? And because they can. I mean, that's pretty much I mean, that's but, the only blanket justification I can give for everything they've done, because they can. And I, But I'm Nebraska. I don't mind. Hey, fine. I'll play whoever we want to play. That's fine. But it's just it just seems like. It's pretty hey, transparent. Yeah. Pretty transparent. We don't, you don't need to do that. I mean, let's get beyond that. Uh, Wisconsin will play at Michigan on November the 14th. I think the Badgers have a pretty manageable schedule. They're at Iowa two weeks later. Wouldn't surprise me looking at the schedule that Wisconsin and Ohio State meet in the Big Ten title game unbeaten. Uh, at Iowa won't be a cakewalk for Wisconsin, but they have much better talent. Who do the Buckeyes back. have on the road, Bruce? The Buckeyes. Oh, see, I... The way I looked at the schedule, I didn't really break it down. They got Penn State on the road for sure. I know that. They got Illinois on the road. That's a win. Yeah. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I'll find it here for you. But uh, to me, the schedule is like interesting at the beginning. Nebraska at home, Penn State on the road. Then it's like a barking dog, a barking sick dog with IBS. <laughs> it's I don't know in what order, but it's Indiana, Rutgers, Maryland, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's bad. Michigan State, they're going to be horrible. And then Michigan at the end. So it's like two pretty interesting games, five so sleep three right game through season. it. Won't be worth waking up for. And then Michigan at the it's end. It's a three-game season. It's a three-game season, yeah. So Plus, it's Penn State, Michigan, and the Big Ten Championship. Yes, game. exactly. So, you know, they can all test positive after the second week, and they'll still be good enough to beat any of those five teams. I think Minnesota is going to be actually pretty decent, too. If they get Rashad Bateman back, yeah. they'll be have a better. I, I thought he was back already. Well, he's working to get back. He they, wants I to mean, get they, they got to let. The, I mean, everybody's look. We it's been extraordinary circumstances. The reason for the delay is not the delay of it's not the the kids' fault. Mm-hmm. It's the league's fault. Yeah, it's the league's it's fault. It's a lack of leadership. You didn't have any leadership whatsoever. You had all this information in beforehand. All this stuff should have been talked about and prepared for. Mm-hmm. What I mean. You teach leadership. I admire leadership. I I take notes on leadership all the time. And one sign of great leadership is, and I learned this from my, my parents, and I learned this from many coaches that I've had that I consider men and women that, my mother, of course, but um, that I would follow. They always had a plan B, in a plan C, and we prepare for this scenario, we prepare for that scenario. And the fact that the Big Ten seems so unprepared for this is mind-boggling to me. I, I just don't understand. So because of your lock, lack of preparedness, we cannot punish the players for trying to have a plan B and plan C because you wouldn't give no. them an opportunity. No. To have a plan B or plan C. So hopefully everybody gets back and these players that want to play get to play. And the one thing that they've all done right in this is that if you don't want to play, we certainly understand. I I understand. Yep. I, I really do. And if you want to play, if you don't want to play, that's fine. But we're not going to punish you for not wanting to play. So I appreciate the, the Big Ten in that regard. There are a lot of commonalities in leadership and what you find as you dig into Look it more, whether it's good to great or 
you know, any leadership training, whatever it is, is that uh, anticipation is a big part of it. Begin, some say begin with the end in mind, yeah. which means you envision if you have a difficult circumstance. And I, I tell my daughters this when they encounter difficulties in relationships or on te- in team cultures that they're part of or whatever. I'm like, OK, well, now you've had enough of an example of how things typically happen. So when you go to practice, when you go to youth group, when you go to this or that, anticipate that the people who you have a little bit of difficulty dealing with, they're probably going to be the same person. So begin with that end in mind and know in advance, prepare yourself in advance how you're going to handle that when it comes up. It's just incomprehensible to me that the Big Ten canceled the season and said, well, we'll do it in January or we'll do it in March. We'll do it. And they hadn't. They knew worked, then that wouldn't worked work. that through because people were going to say, "Well, then how's that going to work?" Uh, we got no answer, so they didn't begin with the end in mind, and right. hence they looked what they were disorganized and lacking leadership. So there's your schedule: Nebraska what? at Penn State, Rutgers at home at Maryland. So I think that's a fixed schedule to get that. A what the, schedule fixed? To get them into the playoff, to give them the best chance. Of course, it is. Well, I mean that that's that's actually smart. Yeah, take your best team in the Big Ten, and you want to try to get them into the playoff. Let's do let's do Penn State early, so that everybody's healthy, and we get a representative game. Buckeyes don't have to play with a bunch of backups. Then you go through like, okay, we're going to be playing football. Guys might get sick, so let's give them Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, figuring that they'll all have plenty of time to quarantine if they need to. Then on December the 12th, which I don't really think is going to be a close game, particularly since Jim Harbaugh questioned Ryan Day's uh, administration of Big Ten rules and masking and all that stuff. I think, as as Ryan said, we could put 100 on them if we can. Um (laughs) Then they're going to be ready for mid-December, and you got to win the Big Ten title game. You're in the playoff. Right. I mean, they, they're giving Ohio State the best opportunity to get to the playoff. No doubt. I you mean, don't get, you're not undefeated. Them. If you're not undefeated with that schedule, I'll be shocked. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of things. It's college football. It's a crazy year. So I said yesterday on uh, Dave Mann's Sunday afternoon show on 610 WTVN that I would be willing right now. You know, they always give you these – Back in Tiger Woods' dominant era on the PGA Tour. You want Tiger or you want the field? Tiger or the field? I would take right now Ohio State-Clemson in the national title game versus the field. I haven't seen anybody else play, yeah. so I don't don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I I looked at the ESPN projections. A lot of guys have Bama and Clemson in the national title game. Uh, Bama's... I'm sure going to bounce back. I'm sure going to have great players. They don't have a dynamic quarterback like Clemson and Ohio State have. When's the, yeah, I agree. When's the SEC get started here? This week. This coming okay. Saturday. Okay. So we'll see we'll see that. The only uh, thing I'm worried about with that schedule, I, I wish they would have a like a a week in there just in case like we're know, seeing this wiggle, around a wiggle room week. Yeah, yeah, where where if you have to postpone for a week. I mean Well, I, they could have started you know, on the seventeenth. I mean, but I, I love how college football is adjusting. It, and when we see these postponements and stuff, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like the Raiders are celebrating when a game has to get postponed. But you know what? Everybody just keeps playing, and everybody, okay, get healthy, and then we'll reschedule the game. I, I just think, you know, they're navigating it. The, I, the Big Ten will benefit because they've learned so much mm-hmm. in this time, and plus the money that they have. and The federal government seems to be um, giving them the opportunity to have these rapid tests. 
Uh, I, the only thing I would have changed is maybe have a little bit of a bye week in there. So just in case you had to reschedule a game or something, everybody's off the same week for a reschedule or something like that. I don't yeah. know how you could do that, but I'm sure they could. Well, I think the coaches made a mistake when they talked about we need what I thought was a longer, a larger than necessary number of weeks to get ready for a season. They've been practicing. They've been in shells, but yeah. they've been practicing. And they got six weeks to get ready for That's the season. Too, yeah, I they think, don't need six weeks. If they start the 10th, they'd have four weeks to get ready. Then they'd I have the bye weeks, weeks is, Four weeks is plenty. I, I, don't, I think I these don't, guys are going to get sick of each other. They always I, talk about in, in fall camp when it's a month, they get sick of being around each other and playing yeah. each other and practicing against each other. They want to play somebody else. I think four weeks would have been plenty. That's yeah. just... You know, my I remember when we came to training camp at Ohio State. Boy, I I almost want to say it was three and a half weeks of training and camp. Go. Start playing, Let's go, man. I mean, yeah. You know, there's and plus these kids are have are in so much better shape oh. than when we were. You yeah, remember, Bruce? I mean, of course. Back in your era, it was right. common for guys to go home and have a summer, and yeah. you'd occasionally have guys come back, and the coaches would be disappointed. They'd be not yeah. in physical condition. I mean, that condition. was probably stories that you that wrote. Was, of course, I wrote plenty of stories about that, and you sure had experience with teammates like that. They always had a couple offensive linemen who were at the training table eating salad, you know, and they'd all make jokes about it, which you couldn't get away with now because it'd be fat-shaming. Yeah, that's true. But at any rate, uh, now they're in elite condition – 365. Yeah. And so, and good for them. But I just, I'm just thinking it, four weeks would be plenty of time to get ready. I, I know most people or most players uh, believe that. And so we'll see what happens. But, uh, hey, at least they're trying. And we've come a long way. And let's let bygones be bygones. Let's put it behind us yep. and move forward. You know, that's that's the thing. Just keep moving forward. Protect yourself against the unknowns in life with an outstanding law firm on retainer. Willis Spangler Starling, you won't do better. Willis Spangler Starling online attorneys uh, at willisattorneys.com. You need great legal representation when those things arise in your life that are uh, a surprise and unseen, like personal injury matters. Then there are other things that you know are coming and you need to be prepared for them, such as wills and estate planning, maybe a workforce compensation issue, all the legal expertise across the spectrum of issues, you'll find it at Willer Spangler Starling Attorneys on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. Meet with an attorney uh, at your earliest convenience and find out why Willis Spangler Starling is uh, the term you need with uh, impeccable character, integrity, and expertise. WillisAttorneys.com. WillisAttorneys.com. What is going on with the injured Buckeyes in the NFL yesterday and injuries? We always have a week in the NFL yeah. where it seems like the carnage is worse than other weeks. And it was just started like right away yesterday with Saquon Barkley and Nick Bosa. And yeah. then it continued with a lot of Buckeyes. Paris Campbell, Malik Hooker, Draymond Jones, on and on and on. The 49ers, Jimmy G, high ankle sprain. Solomon Thomas, ACL. Nick Bosa, ACL. Raheem mm. Mostert and Tevin Coleman, knee injuries. I mean, it was a bad day injury-wise in the NFL yesterday. So, I was asked this question. I, I actually did Fox Sports Radio after my game last night. I'm sitting in the Philadelphia airport, and somebody asked me, is it because of lack of OTAs and lack of preseason? I said, absolutely not. Physical Somebody's game, in, physical things happen. This luck. A lot of it's luck. All these guys, like the guys that you just named, all of them are in fabulous shape. Oh. 
you know, you, you can't avoid a high ankle sprain if somebody falls on you from behind, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of condition you have. Yeah. That's a, that's lazy thinking. Yeah. If you think it's because of lack of working out, these guys are highly trained. They, that's all they do. You know, the ben, it, to me, I, I look at it, and I don't say this in a braggadocious way, but it's amazing that I had 11 years, yeah. that I played 11 years, yeah. especially the position that I play. That's why I have such admiration for guys that can do this. Jason Peters is 39 years old playing left tackle and doing a pretty damn good job. Mm-hmm. At it for the Philadelphia Eagles. They're always a freak or two in yeah, there. The Matthews just, brothers it's, it's just, played it's forever. It's yeah. to me. Brady, obviously. And I, I, I only say that it w- what wouldn't be amazing to me if I had the benefit, like everybody does in the future, the benefit of of science and working out and OTAs and massage therapy and ART therapy, recovery, all that stuff. I mean, our, our recovery was sitting in an ice tub. Yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, I mean, now these guys are, they're tracking... Their sleep, they're tracking. Yeah. They're, I mean, these guys are. And it sounds callous. It's really not. They're big investments by the team. Oh, they, 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 they chart their but, nutrition. They chart everything. But as a player, I don't mind looking at myself as a big investment no. because if you talk to a lot of these players, and I got to tell you, um, the players on Zoom and the coaches have been fabulous. By the way. Your meetings, your prep meetings are taking place yeah, on Zoom. Yeah, I just think they're they're uh, they're so much more relaxed and and not as guarded. And just the, the conversations that you, we actually just have real conversations. Mm-hmm. And you would love covering the NFL, I think. Well, maybe because I think sometimes they, I watch Doug Peterson's press. We're we're viewed favorably because when I do a game, I'm not out to break a story. No. Or I'm right. just I'm just there to analyze the game and yeah. talk football, right? But it's just it's been fabulous. But I, I go back to the players embrace all this stuff because what's it do? They know that the team is trying to enhance them as a player, not hurt them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you would be a fool not to take advantage of all the scientific gains that are available to you. Even though, you know some of the big programs, like I know Ohio State does a fabulous job of caring for its players. Oh boy, they do. They really do. But but why not? Why wouldn't you when that's that's a very important part of your university. I know people don't like to hear it, but that's truth. Well, yeah, and I mean, you can look at it from the other side. They make these guys a lot of promises about developing to their utmost, and they're going to give them the benefit of that. They're going to follow through on well, that promise we're and going, do all that. Um, well, the one thing I had them build, and they agreed because Jordan Fuller, six-round pick, is a starter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the Los Angeles Rams. You know that Ohio State has the most DBs in the league than any other university so it's dbu so next or next sunday when we're doing a browns game of course denzel ward's there so it's it's still uh, relevant this graphic that we built uh, is it's an it's an amazing graphic because it just goes to show you uh the ability of ohio state and uh being able to maximize the great high school talent that they get we say that stars don't matter, mm-hmm. but when you have all five stars, everybody can't be wrong on recruiting stars, no, right? No, you so. wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. Uh, speaking of uh, terrible injuries in the NFL, uh, health insurance is important for you. Uh, your best place to get the best health insurance is auiinfo.com. Chrissy and her staff do a phenomenal job, auiinfo.com. They'll provide you all the answers about what networks are covered, what doctors are covered, all those things that you need to know. Willis Spangler Starling is the attorney firm, but AUI Info 
is the health insurance brokerage that you need. And this is open enrollment time, so don't miss your opportunity. Perhaps you've been with uh, someone who doesn't cover what you need covered. Your health insurance can change. AUI Info, Chrissy and her staff can do the job telling you what to get and where to get it and how much it'll cost you. AUINFO.com, remember that name. All right, I got a little update on my uh, screen here. Fix my that? battery's running low, so I got to go plug in my computer. Hold on. Uh, well, once Rick again. Doing? How's Rick doing? I don't talk know. To Rick? No, I ain't talking to him. Why, what, what I got to say to him? You what, you guys are losing? You I'm not interested in consoling people in football. You're upset with uh, the Vikings? Yes. Why would I talk to him? I'm angry. I know. Uh, I, I, there's nothing to say to him. What am I going to say? Better? Hey, uh, rough game. Yeah. What am I going to call? I thought in your typical uh, loving brotherly way, you'd say something consoling like, get better players. Yeah. <laughs> Their defense is a, not what it's been uh, in the past. No, it's not. And Anthony and, Barr got hurt, I see. He's on the injury list yeah, from but, yesterday. That, But you know what? Uh, the benefit of that is the expanded practice, practice roster, and I was yeah. talking about the NFL and the NFLPA working together. You can have 16 players, and so you can move guys up and down on game day. That helps teams deal with the injuries, especially the, the most important place for me is the offensive line. When guys get injured on the offensive line, you have, you got a couple practicing with you that know the scheme and know the system. So, But those guys are on the practice squad for a reason. Yeah, but but still, I mean, they're they're better than the guys that are on the street. That's true. So, That's true. And you're training them, and they know your system, so they give you a better chance of succeeding. So... Anyway. Uh, I know. I was going to ask if you watch golf. Of course, you didn't watch golf because no. you were working yesterday. No. You have the Who Browns, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Doesn't isn't he He's the like one a linebacker? Is he the one golf? that yells at everybody or stop taking pictures of me or don't uh, we'll put well, the camera? He had, a, he had an unfortunate uh, fan <laughs> incident. Yes. <laughs> he, Very good, sir. It's, he's he's put on like forty pounds and he hits it a country Somebody mile. Somebody told me that they they need to drug test him. Well, Paul Azinger made what I don't think was a gotcha comment yesterday, but it was. It could have been taken as, aha, wink, wink, I see what you did there. He said something about Bryson did something, you know, like, boy, his improvement, he's improved, like, not improved on steroids, but you know how you often say, like, if something's beyond the yeah. norm, you'll say, wow, he's like crazy on steroids or he's this on right. steroids or whatever. So Zinger made an on steroids reference, and there are a lot of people who think there's no way Bryson DeChambeau could have put on 40 pounds without uh -huh. some kind of chemical enhancement. He says it's know. all protein shakes. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I have no idea. I have he no won. idea either. I know this. He was the I only guy under golf. par. And he was six under par and nobody else was under par. I just know golf. I mean... Uh, it's a lot more to the game than hitting a ball a long way. I mean, it's... There is, but he can putt, and he's appreciably closer to the hole than everyone else, and he's so strong, and he swings a club so fast. When it's buried deep in the rough, he can get his club down there and Good get it him. out. So, yeah. Go get him, Bryce. He showed great touch, so congrats to him. Uh, I want to uh, share an email <laughs> with you. These are the kinds of emails that... I don't want to say we love to get them because we hate to hear when people are going through uh, tough situations, but... We're gratified that they have nice things to say about us and hopefully us helping them through tough situations. This is from Bearden. Uh, he talks about following us over the years. said, when the zone ended, I jumped on board with We Tackle Life. I love the format, uh, Chris's former athletic perspective, and the faith portion. My faith is something I'm working on. And the faith, we all are. Yep. The faith portion of your podcast helped me with that. It's been especially enlightening to hear Chris talk about Stephanie's death and how he handled and continues to deal with it. 
Uh, I know Bruce has lost both parents. He seemed to handle their passing with a common grace that I marveled at. He says, yesterday, which I don't know, uh, yeah, he sent this to me Sunday, so Saturday. He was streaming his podcast as he worked out when I received a call that my father had suffered a stroke mm. and was being rushed to the hospital. We lost him early this morning. Sorry. Yeah, me too. That's, man, it's hard. He says, I'm contacting friends and family this morning, and I thought to email you because of how much your podcast has helped me understand death. I know you two can understand what I'm dealing with right now. I'm going to get through this trying time easier because of your podcast. Thank you for that. Please pray for myself and my family and keep sending out positive messages of faith. You never know who your words are a comfort to. Thank you, and God bless. Well, thank you, Bearden, for affirming us in that way. Um, that is why we do the podcast, uh, aside from the fact that um, most of the time we enjoy working together. We joke about it, but we do enjoy yeah. working together. We're good friends, and we are guys who have been um, through um, life's ups and downs together. And it's like everybody else out there. Right? Transparent about uh, our failures, and we hold each other accountable. But our motivation for doing the podcast is to help people going through tough times and to share what we've gone through in the hopes that it strengthens other people. So we're very sorry to hear that. And it's, mm -hmm. uh, as we've said before, when we talk about the faith portion of the podcast, um, we don't rehearse it. Often you talk about something that meshes perfectly with what I'm going to talk about. It just so happens today that Bearden's email comes at a time uh, when I sat down last night with two very dear friends, a couple from uh, my church, who very suddenly uh, this week lost their daughter. Mm. Um, their daughter had a myriad of health challenges throughout her life. She was born uh, with a condition that uh, confined her to a wheelchair. She had a lot of medical expenses, valleys, um, when I sat with them yesterday and we talked about her life, it became so clear to me, uh, as it already was, but it was just more uh, ingrained yesterday, how eloquently they loved her and how much joy she brought to their life and how hard it is to say goodbye. It's Two weeks ago Sunday, they were in church for the first time because you know they have to be careful with covid and her are, condition. are they an older couple they're probably in they're in my age okay. uh you know group our, right. our age group um and the and the news that sunday so let's see yesterday would have been the 20th so the news on the 13th was she's improving she's getting better and everything's looking up and the fact that they were at church was an indic indicator that things were looking up in her uh in her recovery from a prolonged um, issue. And then I got a text, I think it was Friday night later, or woke up to it Saturday morning, and that she had been rushed to the hospital with an infection and was gone. And I just, I was just like, wow, you know. Um, but, but I have a verse on the bottom of the screen right now, which is from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, and 18, that um, a pastor, a gentleman by the name of Jim Cook, from Meadow Park Church of God, shared with me years ago when I was going through a crisis. And he said to me, he said, Bruce, would you like to know what God's will is for your life? Well, yeah, Jim, who wouldn't want to know that? Sure. We all think we want to know what God's will is for our life. And so he shared this verse with me, which is, be joyful always, pray continually, 
give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He, we do not give thanks for all circumstances. Everyone goes through things that it is not logical, plausible, sensible to make. Seems to, unfair to be, to be thankful for. You know, this young girl um, was born with a condition, and you could easily ask, why? Why, God? Why are other kids able to run and jump and have fun and all that? Why our daughter? It can make you bitter. Why, why does my wife get breast cancer? Why does my father die of a stroke? All these things that happen in life that you don't give thanks for. But my friends talked last night about what joy their daughter brought to their life, how walking through these trials brought them closer together. I heard stories of how much their daughter impacted other people. Her phone was her connection to life outside the hospital and the care facility. She would reach out to her mom's Facebook friends and forge friendships with them that her parents didn't even know about until they heard from the (laughs) friends yesterday, which reminded me of you sharing with me in the aftermath of Stephanie's passing that you learned things that she did in her life to impact people that you never knew about. Right. Because people reached out to you and said, Stephanie did this for me or did this with me or said this to me, and it really impacted me. And you just, that was a gift to you to find out after she was gone that the impact she made, which was evident to everyone, was even deeper than you knew. And likewise, this young lady, her impact was deeper than even her parents knew. So I'm thinking of them today. That is a gift. Bearden, I'm thinking of you today. And I just want to share that verse, you know. Be joyful always. They're not joyful that their daughter passed away. Bearden is not joyful that his father passed away. But they're joyful for the memories they have, the impact they made. They are praying continually for comfort, to move through their grief, to keep going. And they're giving thanks in this circumstance, that they had the life they had with her, and that they know that God is faithful and he'll walk through this experience with them. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I'm going to do it first here. Uh, actually, so I'm going to say a prayer for that couple mm-hmm. and Bearden and his family. Um, Lord, I sometimes wonder, okay, why? And it's I know it's okay for us to ask why sometimes. I think we when you have a personal relationship with you that I can't lie to you. So if I'm frustrated, but you always seem to give us peace and you've given me peace through times of turmoil. And I just pray that you give Bearden and a lovely couple Bruce was describing uh, peace uh, that transcends all understanding, which it says in Philippians. So understand that death is not the end but death is the beginning of eternity and life everlasting. And for that, we are eternally grateful. And please let us all keep perspective on that we're living with an eternal perspective. And it does not end. And thanks to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, well done. Well well said. Um, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. We um, hope you'll send us an email and tell us, uh, how we've impacted you, how we can help you, how we can make our podcast better. 
you can help us uh, enrich the lives of other people with COVID-19 relief, which uh, we'll give away four more checks for $250 on Friday. SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you directly via an iTunes review. So do that. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with another edition of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Everybody have a great day. Thank you.